My name is Sam Bradford and I'm a chartered financial planner and also a keeper of chickens in my garden. My mission is to help people have a healthy relationship with money, one where they can feel educated and confident to make their own financial decisions. Financial Chat from the Chicken Coop provides bite-sized financial education and nuggets of information so that you can be empowered and inspired to create financial freedom and build up your own nest egg for the future. Hello and welcome to more chat from the Chicken Coop. And today we're going to be talking all about pensions. And I'm going to try to explain a little bit about the differences between a defined contribution pension and a defined benefit pension. Because many people get confused over pensions because they've changed so much over the last several decades. Now, if we go back to, I don't know, 50 plus years ago, most people, when they were working in an employed role, would have something called a defined benefit scheme. Now, you may know this as a final salary scheme. And a final salary scheme would be linked to your income your final salary at the date that you left your occupation when you retired. And it would be based on the number of years that you worked at that organisation. So you may contribute to it. You may be lucky enough to have had your employer take up all the contributions. So it's not always that you had to contribute to it. And it depends on the company you worked for. But they were seen and still are seen as the Rolls Royce of pensions because you don't have any of the risk that we see in the investment markets these days. So there's no risk to you, the member, if you are lucky enough to have one of these schemes. So all you have to do is give your time to work, work the number of years that you're at that organisation. And then when you retire, you would get a certain percentage of the income that you were earning when you retired. Great. Fantastic. Now, one thing you need to bear in mind, however, is that when you get to retirement, you may have the opportunity to take a lump sum and the rest will be given to you as a regular income, which is what it's designed for, isn't it? At the end of the day, a pension is designed to take a little bit of what you're earning today and put it aside so that it's there for you when you stop working so you can continue having an income which can support your outgoings. And typically, if you were there for the maximum number of years at an organisation and fully contributed, you would get somewhere in the region of half or two thirds of your final income as an income. And that stands to reason because you shouldn't have the same level of outgoings at that point. You would perhaps be finishing your mortgage by then if you have a mortgage. And so that would be enough to support and maintain the same lifestyle that you were used to whilst you were working. However, when you die with a final salary scheme, if you have a spouse and you have nominated them to receive the beneficiary benefit, then around about half, maybe 60% of your income at the time you die will be then available to your surviving spouse. If you have no spouse or significant other dependent then you wouldn't have any opportunity to give that to anybody else. These schemes are governed by their own rules. So therefore, it's a very strict and tight set of rules you have to follow. So just have to be mindful of that, because if you think, oh, it's fine, my income can go to whoever I want it to, it won't be able to. It can only go to uh, a certain 
number of people that are listed within that trust deed of the final salary scheme rules. And if you are the last person standing, then when you die, that income dies with you, irrespective of how long you've been drawing that income for. So if you've only been drawing it for a short period of time, then unfortunately, all of those years of contribution into the scheme won't have mattered. It will die with you. So that's a final salary scheme. <clears throat> but as I say, it is very uh, a very good scheme because it, it, it has no risk to you, the member. There's no need to invest it and worry about the money going up or down with the investment markets. Secondly, it goes up with inflation. So as the cost of living increases each year, then usually within the set of scheme rules, you'll find that there will be an accrual rate, a rate where it goes up each year, usually to match inflation. I have to say usually and normally because there are quite a few different schemes out there and I haven't been able to read the scheme rules of every single one of them, so I don't know. But these are the typical general features of a defined benefit scheme. It's a defined benefit to the member. That's why it's called DB or defined benefit. If you don't have one of those, then you'll have a defined contribution. By default, there are only two types of pensions, defined benefit, defined contribution. And a defined contribution, if you were in a company scheme, you might have known it as a money purchase scheme. If you are not in an organisation, excuse me, frog in the throat. If you are um, self-employed, you might have your own personal pension. So defined contribution means that you're contributing an amount and it's got a value to it. So if you see a number at the bottom of your pension statement, and you see that number changing every year that you get your statement, the likelihood is you have a defined contribution pension. Okay, so let's look at the features of a defined contribution pension. So it will depend on the on the amount you're paying into it, whether you're paying in and your employer is paying in, or if you're self-employed, how much you're contributing from your business or you personally. It will depend on the funds that you're invested into and the performance of those funds. And what you should see over time with an investment element is that it will grow in value. Now, there are times when I come across clients who show me their pension statements and they look at me and say, it's just not worth putting money into a pension. Look at how little I'm going to get at the end of the the time I'm contributing when I retire. And that's a lot to do with how we report pensions. So every year you receive a statement and on that statement, it will show you the value of your pension last year, the value of your pension this year, and how much that would be able to provide you with as an income when you retire at your chosen retirement date, which typically would be somewhere around 65. However, you can draw a pension from 55 if you so wish. There's no hard and fast rule with a defined contribution scheme that you have to take it at the date you see on your pension statement. It's just a line in the sand for them to work the calculations from, them being the people who run the scheme. It might be an in-house one. It might also be outsourced to a pension provider. So let's think about this. What happens on a pension statement, as I say, is that you get your valuation, you will find out where it's invested in most cases, and you will find out what it will provide you with as an income. 
but it's what it uses as that income that shows sometimes very little in terms of the income you could get. And that's because it's using an annuity. And we've got a third product here. <laughs> we talked about defined benefit pensions, defined contribution pensions, and suddenly we're talking about annuities. Well, an annuity is where you take a lump sum that you've built up in your pension pot and you exchange it for an income for the rest of your life. Now, this was exactly how we used to do it years and years ago when interest rates and annuity rates were much higher. Because for an annuity, you have to invest where you can get a very risk-free level of return. So annuity providers are looking to invest your money where they can guarantee you a set income for the rest of your life. Now, I don't know about you, but if you look at your bank statements or bank accounts and you look at what rates of interest you can get, which is pretty risk free, isn't it? Mm -mm, You're not going to get an awful lot right now in current climate we're in 2021, October. No, it's not that great out there at the moment. So it stands to reason you go to an annuity provider and you ask them to exchange your lump sum for an income for the rest of your life. What are you going to give me, Mr. Annuity Provider? And they're going to go, well, let me tell you, we're looking out there and we're looking at where we can invest money that gives us a more or less guaranteed return that we can support your income that you want for the rest of your life. And therefore, you might only be seeing very small levels of income because it's the economic climate we're currently in. And when you do that, when you give your pension pot to an an annuity provider for income, at that moment, you're entering into that contract and that's irreversible. So what you can't do is go, oh, interest rates have gone up or guilt yields have gone up, which is actually what uh, annuity providers use to support income for their uh, for their members. Can I have more income now, please? They're going to say, no, no, sorry, because when you came to me, we only guarantee you an amount at the in the economic conditions at that time. So this is why we have to be really, really careful. And education like this is absolutely crucial because if you were to get to your chosen pension age and think that that is the only route, and sometimes older type schemes, when you get to retirement, you'll see a number at the bottom and you'll see then, oh, well, look, we can give you this income and you just sign the form and send it away. And you don't think about the fact that you could talk to financial advisors, financial planners, and you may be able to get a lot more back might be able to look at it a different way. So just be mindful, that's why they look like that. So one of the simplest things that you can do is, as I say, is when you when you see your statements come through, if you've got more than one as well, it's really worthwhile looking at whether or not it might be beneficial to consolidate. That means move them all into one pot. So it's easier to manage. You're only going to be looking at one statement every year. But if you're anywhere not between five to 10 years before your chosen retirement age, I would really suggest that you do pick up the phone, find a, your local advisor and just have a chat. Most advisors, if not all, will have a free discovery call. So they'll be happy to give their time up because most people like me want to make sure that everybody is educated in what's going on with pensions these days and all sorts of investments, to be fair, but not to just get a statement towards your to your retirement date sign the bottom and send it away without knowing what is available on the open market and how else you can draw an income which leads me to my final point 
So what else could you do? You've got, you've saved your money in your defined contribution scheme. You've worked hard and you get to the point where you want to retire, but you don't want to buy an annuity potentially because there may not be great interest rates out there or, or annuity rates out there, I should say. So instead, what you can do is you can actually go into what's called a drawdown plan. And that means you're drawing down an income from the same pension vehicle that you were building up your pension in. So you've got your accumulation phase where it's growing and growing and growing. You get this pot of money, but rather than giving it away and then it's an irreversible transaction, you're just drawing down bit by bit by bit from the same investment pot and that investment pot remains invested so you get the best of what's going on in the investment markets that larger level of growth um, and also we've got very very good retirement funds now which are designed to meet and increase your value whilst meeting inflation so it, it is designed to give you a steady income that is likely to increase over time as well so Lots to think about with pensions, I know. But if you just remember that we've got the defined benefit, final salary, you've got defined contribution, which is where you have a monetary amount there. Remember when you get to retirement, you can buy an annuity, of course, but that's going to lock in that rate. Or you can draw down an income from the same investment, from the same pension, and you can support your income that way. But overall, just pick up the phone and make an appointment with your local advisor just to have that discovery call because you may find that there's a better alternative for you. Thanks for listening. I will speak to you next time.